0: Thank you.
1: Hello, it's Freaky Trigger and the Lollard of Pop. It's just past 2.30 here on Resonance FM 104.4. I'm Elisha Sessions.
2: And I'm Tim Hopkins. We are broadcasting from Sunny Borough in uh, South London, SE1, where we belong, south of the river. We've all just piled off buses. We've had uh, various bus trauma on the way here, and we'll be be telling you all about our bus trauma um, one by one. But not quite yet. First of all, let's say hello to our uh, um, variously lively lollers this morning. We have uh, Cat Stevens. All right. Peter Barron. Hello. And Mark Sinker. Hello. Our hope is that we can drop some science so that you, wherever you are, can pick up the pieces.
1: We'll determine the world's least scary monster.
2: And we will apparently be discussing washing our hands
1: yeah, or your that, hands that's or right. both. That's right, because the the topic today is fear. Fear. Uh, if you haven't already dis- uh, subscribed to the show as a podcast, you can head over to freakytrigger.co.uk, where there's a whole mess of other stuff, too. Uh, one of those things is popular. Tom Ewing's brazen attempt to review every British number one single since vinyl replaced rocks. Last week, he made it all the way up to Total Eclipse of the Heart by Bonnie Tyler, my first favorite song, wow. as a matter of fact. Um, But just preceding that was Tom's review of Billie Jean, 1983. What a year. Uh, Monsters, hand-washing. It should already be clear that it is all about fear and possibly loathing by the time we're done with you. So Billie Jean seems like a good fit. We've all heard it a million times before. So here's a demo version of Billie Jean that I've got.
3: In the phone. I need it more bottom and kick in the phone. Say hello
1: Elements already there, uh, already there in well, place. There. The story's
4: missing. Yeah. No, it's just he's singing it in a language we don't know. <laughs> you know in the way, in the way, you
5: know. I,
1: I've tried to. I sat down and tried to tried to transcribe what he's actually saying, but I could not figure it out. Or no,
6: well, if you would pro- written
4: it down, then something would have come through from another dimension.
6: <laughs> <laughs> what he's probably trying to say is, "Oh, thrill is so much better, and I just can't be asked." <laughs> Already written Thriller. Already written Thriller. That's so good that oh yeah, I Human nature can't as really well. be bothered with Billy Jean.
1: Are you telling me this isn't one of the greatest songs of all time?
6: It's not as good as Thriller.
1: <laughs> really? And I would I would
5: disagree. It's not as good as anything on Off the Wall.
6: So you, Pete, um, you, you
1: told me that you never really uh, twigged to Billy Jean. It's like a sort of uh, floor filler uh, before. Yeah, but no, you...
5: I'd, I'd, I'd never realized that actually it was uh, it was such a floor filler. Um, I've been DJing for like fifteen years and mm. it was only about two years ago that someone said, I'll play Billy Jean and I poo and said, Oh we'll throw the stronger and you know off, you know, anything off the wall will, will do the job for me and I played it but on the request and bang, full, full. Um and I, I actually didn't even know it was number one. For quite a long time. i I it just completely passed me by and I this is prime time for me. I mean I was ten when this came out. I should have known and I just didn't. I think it's
4: it has a lot of things against your trust in it, because obviously the the title is very negative. Billie Jean is not my lover. That's a really bad start for a love song. <laughs> <laughs> and then, clearly anyone at the time would have been assuming that he was disclaiming his hot, torrid affair with Billie Jean King. Which, <laughs> absolutely. And, resulting,
2: and... <laughs> resulting in the cry of Do Not Want from across the world. <laughs>
4: Unfairly, because she's really hot. It's him that's the problem. 40 love. (laughs) (laughs) But she wouldn't be interested in him. No. No, well, I I think there would be a bit of a mutual lack of interest, (laughs) generally. This seems to be the trend
1: with all of Michael Jackson's relationships.
4: Well, yes, that's true. And uh, I'm basing it entirely on what I've read in in magazines of low, if any, repute. I mean, do we think this is is classic sleight of hand? He's saying, Billie
5: Jean is not my lover. Putting up Billie Jean Kinn one who everyone thinks she is his lover so therefore he can then hide away his lack of normal love in other situations
0: yes <laughs> no no that 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 would
4: be a, a a classic slight love, good uh, slide love, okay. yeah, slighted <laughs> love, that's what I would <laughs> I've decided is the name of this genre there's a, there, <laughs>
1: I, there's, a, there's an undercurrent of fear to this song, I feel like in yeah, the bass line yeah, or in the do you yeah.
4: but do you not think that's pretty much an undercurrent to all of Michael Jackson's songs,
1: yeah?
6: I don't know. Well, my, my favourite uh, Michael Jackson number one, which is going to be complete spoilers here for popular, but I I like really like Black or White, and that's a lovely song. There's nothing scary about that at all. It's, it's very from, joyous. Song. Apart from the the un, uh, uncut video version where he turns into a panther and smashes up a car with yeah, Charlie Colkin in just... it. Yeah. Nothing
1: scary yeah. about that. No, that's, yeah, there's a joyful in there. That's very joyful in, in itself. It?
6: Yeah, exactly.
4: <laughs> if you're Macaulay Culkin, it seems a bit harsh. <laughs>
2: yeah, if I smash up the car you're in, would surely be relatively scary. <laughs>
6: yes. but I don't think time. there's. I don't think there can be. be a cougar. Cougar. There can be nothing scary about <laughs> New Jack Swing. I'm sorry, it's just a, a blissful, what's unaware the, genre of happiness and light. What's? Is black and white on black or white on bad? No, it's dangerous. Ah,
5: yeah. Even more dangerous than bad.
1: Uh, Tim, you've got a scary song to play for us. I Don't have
5: you. got a scary song to play for you.
1: What uh, oh, was that? What what's, uh, um, what,
2: what's it called? It's called Loch Ness Monster by, um, by King Horror. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have a feeling that King Horror was a pseudonym for Laurel Aitkin, um, okay. who was a, a Jamaican uh, scar dude who spent most of his working life in London. I might be wrong about that. Certainly the song is credited to Aitkin. And uh, anyway, it could it's be another book of John. Eitkin, yeah. drum. <laughs> no, anyway, <laughs> um, anyway uh, it's a song about a lot
3: of <laughs> <laughs> Monster,
0: Strike. Lockless monster strikes from the depth of the sea I come to destroy.
2: My feeling is that the Loch Ness Monster has never been known to strike. <laughs> no,
5: that's
2: Certainly not from the bottom of the sea. No. Well known for not being a sea-living creature, the Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Certainly no one has ever reacted to either the reality of the Loch Ness Monster or the thought of it with... Ah! <laughs> no, I don't know actually, I think you're fine in
6: Doctor Who versus
5: Loch Ness Monster. Uh,
6: at the end of episode one, there is a scream. And family Ness uh, with Angus and Elspeth blowing their thistle whistles. Yeah. When anyone except Angus and Elspeth see a Nessie, the yeah. they tend to go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> and and doesn't that do any of these Nessies actually strike from the bottom of the sea? Or, or no,
6: they're just like carrying on doing their own business, playing uh, bagpipes, that sort of thing. Well, I think you're unassailable
5: in your, in, in your. Supposition that the, the lot of this monster doesn't strike in the bottom. of the sea. I mean, that one, we're with you.
2: <laughs> but it, it. does—it does say, "Beware! I can be dangerous," but it, it doesn't. Really I haven't
5: yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, can't be. I could be
2: one day. I simply choose not to be dangerous. <laughs> I simply choose to do a bit of swimming from time to time. Of course, you know the
5: reason why we don't see him, because he's on strike. <laughs> That's why he strikes. He's not actually oh. striking. On the on,
2: on the, gr- on the grounds of, Yes, of it's what? a political record.
4: Yeah, it's a
5: political record. It, it,
4: it probably about. It's got, about respect. Got unification, he has. He he lack, the Loch Ness monster ra- lacks respect in yeah. in the league of monsters. <laughs> For well, good reason. Yeah.
2: In in the great league of monsters, here's here's my question. In the great league of monsters, yeah. what monster is less scary the than hangman. the Loch Ness monster? Less scary than a lo- 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 Loch well, the, the Loch Ness Monster, Well, the Loch Ness
4: there's an equivalent <laughs> to the uh, Loch Ness Monster, a Canadian monster, which is called Ogo Pogo. And I think <laughs> <laughs> simply by its choice <laughs> of name, it has, it has put itself one rung below. It's well, kind of a cuddly
1: Ogo. monster than Ogo Pogo.
4: It sounds more, yeah. And, and also, it's, it's, um, uh, its motto is uh, truly the monster is us.
6: Um, how about the cookie monster?
4: Yeah, yeah.
6: your cookies, I'm already scared. Right? <laughs> if, if
1: you're a cookie, yeah. you're trembling. Or a cookie fear.
2: lover, frankly.
6: Mm. Or if you're scared mm. of boggly eyes, uh, I don't really like boggly eyes massively. I'm, I'm, I'm more time.
2: interested in what Ogopogo Pogo actually does. What does Ogopogo do?
4: I think it does about as much as the Loch Ness monster, which is to say, it lives in a lake and only comes out to be spotted. By uh, <laughs> Ne'er Do Wells and Francis,
1: who've had
5: it with big. <laughs> if I if I could, if I do the French for to strike from the bottom of the sea, I would say it now. <laughs> but unfortunately, I don't.
1: You know, there, there's another pop, there's a pop song about uh, about the Loch Ness monster um, in, from an album from 1983. uh Uh, You guys remember Synchronicity Part 2?
0: Oh, yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Now now that really is scary.
6: I I don't remember. Remind me, Yaya. How does it go? By
1: by the police. I'm not going to try to sing it for you, but... uh, Does it
6: it
4: go... Well, actually,
1: it almost does a little bit.
4: Very much, so what? It yeah. has some sort of jaunty pseudo reggae playing along <laughs> behind it. Well, that is Sting
1: again, not Or string, as is well, that, that would be that. That would be like probable. But it's not. It's not actually the the pseudo reggae that, that the police became <laughs> famous for. But it's um, yeah. I mean, it's uh, he's talking about um. It's kind of it's weird. It breaks into these little narration parts where Sting gets on the microphone and says string. Uh, Many miles away (laughs) at the bottom of a dark Scottish lake loch yeah. is, is it lake or loch I, I think know he know. says lake once and then yeah, loch yeah, another thing he does say lake, actually yeah. Yeah. In a and he's trying to kind of scare you <laughs> with the idea that that uh, there's something in the sludge at the bottom of this pond that's if gonna you're going to scare you. someone
4: many miles away it's again a poor place <laughs> to start
1: <laughs> it's coming it's coming By <laughs> the loch but I, I yeah. have a real problem with By the, the, the police the waterways um, of the north yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> In, in 1983, the police were kind of my my enemy because. So you're down <laughs> with NWA here then? My, <laughs> my <laughs> back when I was ten or whatever. Oh, well, were you not. My I uh, my favorite song, as I've said before, was "Total Eclipse of the Heart" by Bonnie Tyler. That was my first kind of favorite song, <laughs> and it was so clearly superior uh, in my mind uh, that when Casey Kasem's year-end top 100 songs of the year, Countdown came on on New Year's Eve. I was just, I mean, I was sure. There was just no way that uh, Total Eclipse of the Heart wouldn't claim the top spot.
5: And must be the best song of all time.
1: Best song. Well, best song of 1983, yeah. which at that point in my life was basically for all time. I mean, it's absolutely yeah. yeah. Um, and I mean, I listened to that. That's a hundred songs. There's a lot to get yeah, through, but I listened to them all.
5: Especially when half of them by Holden Lowe's. And it
1: was beaten out by not by Synchronicity Part Two, but by Every Breath You Take by the Police.
4: Oh no! But that is a scary song, but not because yeah. because yeah. it's about the idea that Sting is watching you, which is much more frightening than the idea that the Loch Ness Monster is a long way away. (laughs) (laughs) I
1: I think we've conclusively decided Sting, a lot scarier than the Loch Ness Monster. Sting
4: is not the least scary monster. (laughs) If they were redoing
1: horror Trumps today, top Trumps today, Sting (laughs) would be a lot higher than Loch Ness Monster, (laughs) certainly. So, so what have we decided? What's the least scary? Is it the Loch Ness Monster? Is that the least? Oh, go, go, go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. There, is,
5: there, is a, there is a Mexican um, sea beast as well. Um, it's from Mexico City, which I can't remember the name of it. It's something like La what's that? or something like that, which lives in the lake at the middle of Mexico City. But then they built Mexico City on top of the lake. So I, I think they, they assume that... There's the a lake. lot that could
4: go yeah. wrong before the monster emerges. <laughs> <in> <laughs> you of, yeah. Building your city on top of a lake. Scenario. Well, yeah, inside of eight, <laughs> eight volcanoes. So, yeah. I, I I think love it, the the least scary the mummy a it's called mummy and b <laughs> for some, mummy, some of us that's scary b, <laughs> it moves very slowly and it is entirely wrapped in bandages so that its arms and legs are bound to its body the mummy the mummy also, is it's dead
5: <laughs> well, the mummy is a proto zombie though i mean it is i mean and all the things that are scary about zombies but it can does... be said to be same saying...
4: zombies a they eat your brains and b they turn you into zombies mummies don't eat brains mm. don't turn you into mummies what's yeah. going to happen when they
1: catch up with you they well, just sort of go, go towards you and go uh, but yeah, after they get you don't, yes. they, don't
2: they do some strangulation type type uh, no, with no.
6: their bandages they yeah. have fire coming once, out of their eyes
4: once you've unwrapped uh. them they might <laughs> strangle you
6: <laughs> what happened in the mummy can anyone actually remember apart from like the rock getting a bit cross well, well the, but Brendan, Fraser which mu- the yeah. Brendan Fraser mummy yeah. is, has very
4: little to do with mummies it had a mummy in it yeah.
5: It was called uh, the mummy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> has the it, the mummy. The third one, literally.
4: Not really a mummy. As as my theory of um, long-standing proves, is Laurel Lakin's brother Jonathan. Right? <laughs> okay, no, 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 that makes sense. <laughs> that makes lots of sense. Yeah. There's another monster called the Capo Bleepass, which um, its characteristics are that it weeps all the time. I swears, And its head is so heavy that it can never look at you. I think, I think that's the least scary monster. It's the saddest <laughs> <is> monster. <laughs> so what does it actually do? Just
5: lie there because it can't it move its say head? It doesn't anything. <laughs> its
1: head is too heavy. Oh, And it weeps all the time. it so sounds like a baby. Sounds like a big baby.
4: Suddenly <laughs> ah. becomes scary. Suddenly becomes scary.
5: <laughs>
1: can't lift its head. Weeps yeah. all the time. It's a, perhaps it's, it's an evil <laughs> baby. Yeah.
4: Perhaps it's an omnipotent <laughs> baby. Oh, oh. no. <laughs>
1: Well, a part of the, the the Loch Ness Monster song that I think is so funny is that the groove is just so happy, it's so it's so carefree and footloose and um...
4: and then every now and again and relax. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think he was in the studio while they were playing, or they play their nice happy groove, and then when they play it back, Laurel Aitken or Jonathan Aitken or whoever's um, vocal over the top has appeared, and the uh, the um the great musicians are just going again, <laughs>
0: again, again. again with the screaming.
1: Oh. Yeah, I don't know, but it it sort of it sort of, <laughs> of reverses the normal horror movie uh, setup, which is uh, happy-go-lucky, you know, kids on a camping trip, and then suddenly the slasher strikes. This one starts with fear and terror <laughs> and then launches into the most like because <laughs> <laughs> it's,
5: it's from the point of view of the monster so as far as the monster concerned what it wants is, is is the screaming at the beginning and it's going I've got rid of them hooray I will strike from the bottom of the sea you know, I was struck from the ocean
6: Actually I, I think I maintain that You can actually get To the sea From Loch Ness I think you can It is navigable No it's not. Land- by a canal It's landlocked it's, it's navigable oh, Well
5: it's on, on a canal though So you'd have to go And the canal would be only It's only about four feet deep I'm pretty sure That you could get to the sea And it's patrolled that's, by Mummy <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I've been on the Loch Ness So you, you have to Take my word for this
1: Oh. <laughs> We're uh, <laughs> no. I I no, I can't know. I can't resist. There's another uh, thing else scary. On this th- yeah, there's another song on this uh on this disc that we've got um which is by the Music Doctors and um something
5: scary than, than what this one Let's, let's it, just
2: let's it give it a whirl possi- and see how see whether we can work out exactly what's <laughs> scary about this one.
1: Yeah, it's possibly scary, possibly not so much.
2: Let's have a see. <laughs> No,
0: no,
1: no. The song is called Ghost Chicken, by the way. Wow, that kind of gives Lee Scratch Perry a whole new. Uh, hey! yeah. <laughs> that,
5: is, that is the sound of battery farms all over the world. He could get his nickname from a from a chicken. Oh. He,
2: he made a record called Chicken Scratch, which was the first or well, one of the one of his very early big hits, and and that's why he adopted the name Scratch. Fascinating stuff.
4: Is there? I, I'm not an expert on the psychological effects of various substances. Is there a relationship between silliness and paranoia? For as far as guards, people well, smoking a lot by of drugs, isn't there? Yeah. Yes. If you smoke a lot of dope, is there a line where something terribly silly
6: suddenly becomes something very, very, very scary? I couldn't possibly comment about this, but... (laughs) (laughs) um... There is a point where you've been watching, like, four hours of Open University and then, like, suddenly it's all very serious and quite scary because you realise you're at university. I like, oh, my God, I should know this stuff. Oh, no. And um, But then you find the intrinsic humour and realise that, oh, actually, I'm watching stuff like degree-level Spanish or something. <laughs> it's OK. It's all, all right. But you yeah. should know, still. I've, 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 <laughs> certainly,
5: I've certainly read of a situation where, uh, where something... Uh, Uh, under the influence of uh, that particular drug has been so funny that someone has laughed so much that they had trouble breathing for a second and then it became very 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 scary so there's potentially
2: certainly certainly in the wrong circumstances scary things and, and this can be drugged or or indeed undrugged i guess certain things which should be menacing and scary can just become hilariously funny if you're not if you're not on the beam with the,
6: like that, with the scary... Like a bus coming towards you or something, at high speed. Well, you're like, ah, oh my God, I'm going to get killed. Kind of fear, <laughs> I,
2: well, I, I, I suppose yes, but I mean, I was I was more thinking of your... I, I suppose the first time I saw, um, actually, the video for Thriller by Michael Jackson is a really good example, where the first time I saw it, I thought it was a bit scary. Really? And then when <laughs> I, no, I... Did, well, I, I, I've always been a bit soft when it comes to horror movies, and, Fair. you know... I, I remain that way as it goes, but I, I remember seeing that and thinking. Uh, and,
4: I mean, if you were. Thinking, oh, just, and then
2: seeing it again and thinking, yeah. no, that's actually genuinely not scary <laughs> at all. Look at the zombies dance. They look silly. But
4: if you were going home and you turned a corner and that was confronting you, I think you would think,
6: hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what do I do now? Oh, no, it's a T Mobile advert. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I
4: scary. think. Scary. The interesting thing is, would you feel that like if if the music was part of your your situation, and I don't think in that instance you would not, but if you just encountered those people doing that, but there was no soundtrack, I contend that you would
6: the, the video be a bit for, nervous. The video for Thriller, it is at its most scary when the music stops and it just goes like silent for a bit and it goes...
1: Oh, yeah, and then the zombies bust through the walls of the... Uh...
6: That's the bit I remember And the
1: more,
6: <laughs> Without the actual music on the background. I,
2: there, there are many things that might happen in films or pop videos, though, that if they happened in your street, you would find them variously disturbing, but they're not but, really but scary think, when you yeah. watch them on
5: the telly. I,
4: I think because fear is kind of very situational anyway.
5: I mean, it's a great the endorphin rush of getting yes. over fear. There's, there's the great thing you get when, you know, if you wake up in the middle of the night and you're not sure that something's scary and you have that terrible rush of fear and then you know what it is. The instinctive reaction once you recover is to laugh, is to turn it into a joke. So there is there is a very close relationship between fear and, and comedy or fear and humour. I don't know. I, I I don't know what you're talking about, mate. You know that that nervous when when you when you wake up in the middle of the night and and there's something in the room. You think there's something in the room. There's not. My. Remember that time when I was around your house and I was... <laughs> yeah, that, I, that was real, that was real, but in that situation that was real. But apart from that, in other times when you see like some Sometimes clothes... I'm in my I mean, house with a knife.
1: Yeah. Well, right, right, and, you, and you're scared out of your out of your, out of of your your mind and then you realise that it's just a jacket on a chair and you yeah. laugh to yeah. yourself. Yeah. Sure. This kind of brings us on to something that's always bugged me. Um, there's, this, uh, there's this very shared... Um, thing about clowns being scary and uh and, <laughs> terrifying. and terrifying right and 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 people like to sort of uh, confide that actually they find clowns very scary like this is a sort of a um surprising thing to relate Clowns are scary. Well, it's not that surprising because like everyone I've talked to over the last ten years has said the same thing. Right. I don't find clowns scary. I find no, them no funny way. and cute. Yeah. It's like it's like when you meet people who are in-
2: interested in punk rock in 1976 and they tell you that actually they never really stopped liking prog. It's like, oh really? <laughs> We'd never guessed that about you. <laughs> <laughs> never
1: once. So where, where does it, where does this come from? Well, clowns I are think, scary. I
6: think um, some clowns are scarier than others. Obviously, the ones with a sad face. Uh, you know, there's something must terrible must have happened. So like a, a big th- warning flag to say, like, oh no he's upset about something I think those Early are the warning. least scary clowns that there are oh no I don't know I would already m- broken down I mean. and also if you're a, um, a small child having something uh, like you know, brightly coloured is usually uh, sort of like a thing to be played with. You mm. can't play or with eaten. a clown, they'd give you a slap. Well, you can't play with Santa Claus either, but that doesn't mean he's scary. Yeah, he is. He's is not he real. Yeah, yeah,
1: like, he can be quite scary. Comes
6: down the middle of the... Uh, if Santa Claus, thing about He's a really fat, can get down your chimney, so many burglars can The as well. non-scary
4: bit of Santa is like the Loch Ness Monster. He's contained. He's only out... He's basically In your imagination. a far, far away. Yeah. thing teaches us. <laughs> and and Stripe, so you and it only comes you know what day is coming, so you can prepare.
1: But do, how many of us actually get within right. breathing distance of, a, of actual clowns? They're usually contained. They're in the three no, rings. No, no, I like... mean,
4: my scary... Yeah, my scary <laughs> three rings Tim, of Tim, clown hell. Tim,
1: Tim is gesturing at the studio <laughs> to insinuate something. My
4: scary experience with yeah. clowns was very uncontained. It was in the opening, opening week of the first Safeway in England, in the UK, in Shrewsbury, and there was a clown there, and he mm-hmm. menaced me by walking up behind me and trying to give me a balloon and I was 5 and I was just, just this was totally
1: unexpected so he to got too close he got too close he, he
4: came up behind me with his balloon now now if now if he hadn't, <laughs> he hadn't done balloon. that he's
1: <laughs> yeah. giving it to you if he just it. sort of stayed in his corner and done his clown things would it have been okay then
4: I think it might have been because I did quite want the balloon <laughs> but it was his, so his the way he presented it to me was so very. The crimes in fours. You wanted the balloon. He gave you a balloon. You asked no, him no. Because it was in, it, it was What made it sinister rather than funny was that it was in the wrong order. Right. He tried to give me the balloon, and I only wanted it afterwards when it was too late. Had I wanted the balloon and then he'd given it to me, then obviously all clowns would be lovely.
1: I can I can buy this idea that um, that clowns are scary because or clowns are scary when they're not contained. Uh, where they ought to be, um, because <laughs> I, I have a, but because I, I have a story to relate about Santa Claus um, being a, a kind of clown. I one year uh, was Santa Claus in um, Papa Noel? Yes, there's um in um my uh my my wife's family her and her in their family tradition, they somebody actually is Santa Claus each year, uh, rather than just having a story that Santa Claus is going to come when you're asleep and you don't have to deal with them and just you get the presents. Um, someone actually dresses up as Santa Claus and arrives in the house on sure Christmas they, Eve. I'm
5: sure they made this up the one year you were there. <laughs> they might
1: have, they might have, and uh, and they they hornswoggled me into it. You know, they they had the they had the the clothes all folded up and ready to go. They they had the little fake beard, and they're like, here you go, and they you know, their their explanation was, well, the kids don't don't you know the, their side of the family don't really know you, so. It'll be more believable. They won't recognize your, you know, your cheeks or your, your eyes or whatever. Yeah. Your musk <laughs> exactly. that you bring with you. <laughs> your inability to speak so, French well. <laughs> that too. And so I did it. I did it, you know. I, I went outside. I put on the clothes, went outside, and I knocked on the door. And they're like, oh, he's knocking, you know. And I came in, and there are these three little kids. And, um, and I have presents under my arms that I've been given to give to them. And uh, I come in, and they look up at me with the biggest eyes. And I'm like, oh, hello, you know, Timothy, uh, you know, et cetera, um, uh, you know, Merry Christmas, uh, you know. Et cetera.
5: And <laughs> indeed, <laughs> the English again might have been a bit as but well. They,
1: they took one look at me, and they just, ah! they booked it for the other side of the room. <laughs> and I was, I it wasn't expecting this at all. I was expecting that I would come in. And they'd be so, they'd be overjoyed to see Santa Claus. They'd be like, ah, oh, he's come, you know, and, and, and hug me or something. No, 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 no. <laughs> who is this scary man who smells of rye whiskey? Yeah. They put they he's put l- lots come. and lots of distance between me and I eventually had to sort of pick my way over the chairs and the table to find, to, to get them. and, and uh, You
5: chase them? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> goes at that point they run away give them the presents. book out they were kind, out of
1: kind, of, the kind of huddling in the corner you know like shaking with fear and i and i i gave them their presents and their parents were like kiss him kiss santa claus
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and they sort of you know, yeah, the had santa on the red rouge for the rosy cheeks which they kind of smudged off on their face after they gave me a kiss i mean it was horrible it's horrible
2: so they were looking at each other kissing this monster and then coming over with all that red <laughs> all over their faces and Nice.
1: Mark, you've got a, a song along these lines that <laughs> you like to, uh, you like well, to play, Well, it feels I
4: pretty, you know, <laughs> it's only <laughs> a classic of modernist music compared to that story. <laughs> it's very weedy indeed. <laughs> um, yes, it's um, from a song cycle by Schoenberg, which the English name is uh, Psychotic Clown, Pierre Lunaire. And um, this particular track, if we get the right one, is called Gemeinheit, which I'll translate afterwards.
1: Okay. Uh, and it's
4: very short.
0: Thank <laughs> you.
5: That was, that was ghost, ghost Chicken Part Two. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And
0: rocks disappeared. Oh no! It's eaten him.
5: I mean, we can be rude by about this masterpiece of modernist music. So, and that's good, what makes it so good. terrific.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh hey, how you doing? <laughs> Hello. Yeah. So so again, that's um that's a song cycle called Psychotic Clown, uh, Piero De Insane clown. Come on.
4: Yeah. Let's
5: call no, it. I by mean, lunatic yeah, Insane clown. Insane so, clown.
4: It, it's clown who needs to get put away under far the from of the me. moon yeah. And it's a kind of, yeah, it's a sort of nostalgic ra- reverie for who quite knows what. The words which <laughs> he probably counts. didn't quite catch. Uh, it sounded
5: a bit like a chicken. <laughs> it sounded yeah. a bit like a yeah. yeah. chicken.
4: It, and it's quite jolly in a sort of um, edgy and not very likeable way. Is it from
5: his point of view, from the clown's point of view?
4: Well, this, this is what the first um, verse translates as. Through the bald pate of Cassander, as he rends the air with screeches... Bores Piero, with feigning tender fashion, with a cranium driller. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's classic classical music, as we know and love it. And if anyone's
5: interested in getting a cranium driller, uh, B&Q have got a 15% off sale this
4: weekend. So, so Gemeinheit, according to the various translations I found, because my German is a bit rusty, means either atrocity, that's what it says in the fancy booklet of the Pierre Boulez version which you just heard, or... Mean trick. (laughs) And obviously drilling through someone's bald (laughs) pate with a cranium driller. Mean mean trick is a good (laughs) description of that.
2: Except you you might be doing it with consent. There's a whole trepanning type arrangement which wouldn't necessarily be a mean trick. although possibly. Uh, Sorry, uh, the uh, the, the whole what? What? Trepanning?
4: (laughs) Trepanning. Drilling drilling someone's head to release the pressure. And uh, the other thing is it says he rends the air with screeches but actually trepanning can be done without... um, uh, anesthesia, because it, it can, can be,
5: <laughs> however, it's not advised <laughs> to do without anesthesia because it does tend to
4: hurt. But you, your brain doesn't feel anything, no. you don't have any nerves in your brain. The bits you're, of your skin in yeah, front your skin. of your brain, and your skin hurts, but you, skin is just skin.
2: You do have nerves in your brain, just in case anyone's thinking about trying <laughs> to remove any nerves from their brains. You, aren't. you could have
4: based, you <laughs> based on what they were told by Zola. Yeah, <laughs> but he's
5: right, you, you, you,
1: you can stick a pin in a brain and it won't hurt. There aren't,
2: there aren't any pain. Receptors. receptors for sure
1: cat you've Eli. got a, you've got a song that you want to play
6: i do it's terrifying well it's kind of is it eerie. about is it
1: about the bus
6: no it's not about the bus i can tell you about my my bus journey oh, afterwards go on. Oh, right then. um but yes this, this is this is um a uh, uh, bitstream lost cluster
2: What's scary about
6: that then, Cat? Okay. Um. There's. Uh, first of all, the the monk, the monk chanting. Go, ah, this are scared the of the monks. monks, okay? The techno okay. monks from ghost, 2432. Ghostly voices are scary because it's a. Are they monks
2: or ghosts? Make your mind up. They ghost get, monks. Te- techno ghost monks. Techno,
6: techno ghost, ghost
5: monks. Okay.
6: Right. Yeah. I, I they're scary
2: in my view, but I you know, think they are perfect. Because
6: uh, generally they're kind of praying for your salvation You know, something really bad is happening And you've got to pray you know, so to we're not, like, not scared of, of the
5: ghost monks themselves they're, We're scared of the fact The thing they're praying for us about That's going to attack us You're
6: scared of their support Yeah, well, they're, they're, <laughs> the fact that their support is needed
5: Yeah, no I'm So just, what are you actually afraid of then?
6: Okay, um, number two is the kind of the, jud- the juddery music. But there's all um There's a, a, a genre called wrong music, which I don't know if you're all familiar with. Which is basically <laughs> the clues in the name, wrong music. Yeah, yes.
4: it's, we um, can probably all supply our <laughs> suggestions for what should be in this. Some of us already have. Yeah, um.
6: but uh, th- th- it's, it's uh, basically music that's based around uh, making the listener feel extremely uncomfortable. And like not wanting them to enjoy anything that they're hearing at all. And it's basically lots of, sort of disjointed <laughs> blorps and bleeps and whistles and clicks and that sort of thing. And you're not really meant to feel at all comfortable or relaxed while listening. It's the opposite of that. And um, while we, I don't think Bitstream are actually officially in wrong music, I think they should at least get a bye into the, the quarterfinals. <laughs> how, how old is this song? Um, about seven or eight years old, I think.
5: I I, I actually
6: actually found it quite relaxing I I didn't this is the sort of music that really freaks me out on horror film soundtracks say like I don't, I don't get scared by the normal sort of slasher flicks or uh, um, uh, like the, when I first saw The Exorcist, and I was about 15 and we saw it on a dreadful pirated uh, VHS and I was like, ha, 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 she's she's like, masturbating with a cross, ah, this <laughs> is funny, and uh, yeah, uh, Psycho, all of that. Not, it, I didn't find it scary. The thing I found most scary in the cinema was, um, it was just this dread, it was a dreadful horror film, right? And I. For most of it, for about halfway through, I was like, oh, yeah, whatever. Um, but then it was uh, set in a mental asylum. <laughs> and, um, I, and you know, as usual, running around, being chased by uh, God knows what, and, like, the various members of the party go missing at each stage. I was like, yeah, 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 get on with it. And then, just while the two of the main characters were having a conversation, then on one of the flickery monitors in the background, you just see this, like, flickery image go. And then it just like, sort of wanders around and sort of smiles a bit and then goes, "Oh, no," and they didn't even notice it. They weren't even looking it like if you weren't if you weren't paying attention to them, like I oh, wasn't because I was bored of the film and you like oh my God, look at that, oh no and uh, um and they were yeah. playing music like this, yes, and it was all kind of judgery and freaking and, like, and suddenly I was like, Oh God, I don't think I really want to watch the rest of this. Can I just like go go and have a McDonald's or something did you?" No, I think it was Burger King. OK.
4: There, I mean, there is a... In a similar film, which is not actually settling the min- mental institution, but starts in a mental institution, which is Halloween, the, mm. the music for that, John Carpenter's quite famous for music for that, is uh, all about making you feel uneasy. And I think it's quite interesting to think about what it is actually doing, how much it's to do with what you're seeing. Mm. and Because um, my feeling about that is when you play it, it's a very simple... Um, quite high piano riff which is probably just played by him Mm. and if you just listen to the music without the film after a while you're starting to think actually I've got it you know this, this is not really doing anything and he gets bored and starts to go into more complicated stuff and as soon as he goes into more complicated stuff it stops being scary at all it becomes really really lame because actually writing music is Probably writing riffs, he's really great at. Yeah. But music as an extended thing, Less he stronger. he doesn't know what to do next.
6: But I think to make something like that scary, then you've got to really do something that um, is unexpected, like put a note out of place or put something a little bit off key. Like like those like the, the the chanting monks, they're kind of going and they're not really sticking to any tune that you can recognize. I think
5: they're in key, they're in key though for what they're
6: trying to do. I mean, they, I, a
4: lot of the thing that's I think interesting about. A lot of this, compared to the um, Looney Clan music, is that Looney Clan music was coming at the end of a quite long era where music had quite strict rules, and those rules were people got bored with them and they were coming to pieces. And a generation of musicians, especially Schoenberg, were thinking, "What happens to music when you stop using the rules?" And what happened was, at that in that era, that music everyone immediately associated, including the writers, with mental trauma psychologically scary horribly horrible you know whatever and the films were like that art was like that and music for quite a, but not for a very long time because actually once you've seen it a few times it stops being scary and i think it's almost anything that you can bring up as being like my most horrible experience is someone else's amusing instant.
6: Yeah, Yeah. I find Tubular Bells quite funny.
4: Yeah, Tubular Bells. I mean, Mike Oldfield, if there were anyone in anyone's list of wrong music... (laughs) Harsh but (laughs) fair. when he made it, the idea that this was going to be uh, the soundtrack to the most scary film of the era... He would have been baffled by that. He certainly wasn't writing it for that. In fact, he was quite cross that it had been Cause used for yeah. that because it was sold by his record company to yeah. the. It
6: seems strange that they picked that because I say it's it's like it's quite regular and it follows it keeps following a pattern. But it's not but it's, it's not it's terribly based. dissimilar I, to
4: John Carpenter, yeah. and it's, kind of, it's, it's minimalist and it's kind of bell-like, and it, it doesn't has really. Enough get, religious yeah.
5: connotations to it, but it, at the same time, it's I mean, it's it's very what you were saying about the sort of the, the jump cuts and the disjunctive stuff. Being scary, it's a trick that works only a couple of times, and once you're once you down on that trick, it doesn't work. And this is the problem with a lot of horror it, movies it, these
6: days. If you've been watching four hours of Open University Spanish, immediately your that that you record sounds much scarier than it probably did d- just now. <laughs>
5: perhaps, perhaps. But I think mean, yeah, and and, and Bells on the other hand is you know this it's used in very long strands as well, so it's not used in little bits. It's almost almost the whole you know five minute chunk of it at the beginning is used. It? If
4: Linda Blair had said at some point to um, the priest. Um, I've got this great record I'm going to play. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Tuber Bells. It's really new. It's from England. He would have given up on that it w- point. <laughs> have been, yeah, it would have been a very scary film of a very different kind. Yes, indeed. They
6: <laughs> no, would just played like Ghost Chicken instead, I think.
4: <laughs>
5: I mean, what does the devil listen to? He's got all the best tunes, so he's got a lot to choose from, right?
6: Yes. Cliff Richard, Devil Woman. <laughs> Only if he's trying to, like, woo a lady, though.
5: <laughs> you will be the devil's woman.
2: He's not very keen on The Devil Went Down to Georgia no. by uh, the Charlie Daniels. He doesn't because, like to be reminded of that. No, it's a, it's a terrible thing.
1: Now, um, I've got a record that I'd like to play. Okay. Uh, it's, it's, I think it tries to strike a little fear into you, but only in order to seduce you, not in order to scare you off. It's by Enoch Light and the Command All-Stars on a record called Provocative Percussion, released in 1959. Um, Enoch Light, it should be said, was a pioneer of stereo recording. So hopefully uh, the podcast will be in stereo. If it's not, I apologize. Um, And he wrote uh, such copious sleeve notes explaining how the recordings were done that there wasn't enough room to include all of them. So a double sleeve was invented that opened like a book. Um, what we know today is the gatefold sleeve. They were designed by Joseph Albers, the German-American artist and educator. Anyway, I chose this song because it's got a fearful edge to it, um, which I think just adds to its excitement. Don't so think the beginning was scary? No, not no. at all.
4: I, I don't associate. I mean, it's true that we played a lot of um, reggae music, which has been associated by force <laughs> with scariness, even though the musicians themselves are just like thinking what's going on. But I think the same thing about Latin Latin brass, really. It's not intrinsically scary. I mean, obviously, you can think of scary aspects of the mythologies and ghost stories of. Mexico and Latin America. Oh, see, I see. But. I disagree.
1: I think that it sets the mood perfectly. It gives you a little fear, like, oh, where are we going? Do they, will they know our name? Will they? Will they? You know, the, well, the story. There's,
5: there's the, something scary about the story of or the, the, the story, the, the story of, story of, of Fernando's hideaway. hideaway. Yeah, right. because
1: you know
2: you've right. got to go up there. You've got not three times... Hold, hold on, hold on. What, what, Tell me the story of Fernando's hideaway because I have the faintest well, idea. Well, it's, it's
1: a song think. from a from a musical called The Pajama Game, and this this song is 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 in it, and. Uh, And it's it's you know it's about a speakeasy.
5: Yeah, yeah. And And to to get in there, they've got to go up and they've got to knock three times on the on the door and bang them in. And and, yeah, Uh, so there's there's the fear that they might get killed in the wrong place at the wrong time. Sounds
1: terrifying. They're in a they're in a a liminal zone Mm. where they maybe should not be. Right. But once you get Newington or something. but (laughs) (laughs) But once but once you get in. Oh, it's Good just job. pleasure, you well, know. It's like any speakeasy once it's right. That's oh. right.
6: Uh, it's great to me, moonshine. To me, it sounds like more like a detective caper. So, you know, they're, they're, right. I'm sort of like trying to sneak down the street in my trench coat. And it has those. got edges of the untouchables about it as well. Yeah, so, well, uh,
1: perhaps these the sort of hard edges have been sanded off by time and cliché. The pyjama
6: pajama game hasn't got many hard edges. <laughs> many
5: <years
1: ago>. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, Kat, you were going to tell us about your, your scary bus ride.
6: Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Um, unusually for like the 67 it was pretty empty on this cold and dark Saturday afternoon well yeah it was, it was quite sunny actually but the bus was pretty empty and um i, oh, I, I, was. W- walked, I was, went up to the top deck and uh, uh, some uh, clearly there's a kid at the back of the bus playing music out loud and mm-hmm. uh, I was like, oh, actually, it's pretty good. I think they're just like playing some sort of um, hip-hop track. Yeah, they were probably like listening to Resonance earlier. Probably. And, uh, oh, so you I,
2: mean from their little from yeah, their mobile phone or whatever? Yeah, they, so they had it on it speakerphone. I think, doing doing like that. that hip-hop with no bass thing, which is just...
6: Yeah, kind of tinny, but uh, I was, I was, I'm always interested to see what the kids are up to. Here do, comes you know. trouble. And uh, so I plonked myself down, and I didn't really look back and see who was there, because, you know, I've got some, some self-preservation instinct. You know, you don't <laughs> want to give anyone the stare. And um, and then it, the the hip hop stopped and uh, they they started playing Hotel California. I'm like, okay, the fear is setting in. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And then it sort of like moved on to me. and back to sort of Craig David. I was like, okay, that's good. And then it kind of like went back onto um. It went on to Scooter. I was like, okay, this kid has got very interesting music taste. And I was like, all right. Is it And um. Uh, Funny, I got to Shoreditch where to get off the bus and change buses, and I thought, oh, I can give them a c- cursory glance to, you know, as I'm getting off the bus to see, w- you know, what this kid is up to, or even, you know, what the- whether they've got the uh, sort of like a, um, a gestalt ma- mind meld of like many different genres. Like, um, and, and you like, looked
5: in the face, yes, and you were looking what at look yourself. Look like? <laughs> oh, yeah. And I looked at the
6: back of the bus. And the music was still going. There was no one there! Hurrah!
4: <laughs> Best bus <laughs> ever. There was
6: no haunted. one there.
4: Haunted. I'm no, not a kidding you. This was a, the, a bus haunted by the, a out mine mail.
6: Yes! <laughs> it was like the, the ghosts of all kids who have ever been on the back of the bus, plus some dude playing Hotel California. Hotel California is a, is, a, is a ghost story, isn't
4: it? Oh, I'm yes. not sure it's a ghost story. It's a horror yeah. story. I where you, don't get, know. Well, you go to the hotel and then you can't leave, and it's haunted by the people who've all killed each other.
2: It's, it's well known for not being a metaphor for drugs, isn't it?
6: <laughs> <laughs> no, there is no relationship between horror and it's drugs. A real we established hotel. that earlier yeah. on. Well, no songs are about drugs. Yeah. Apart from the ones that are. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's my, my scary story. That's, that's, that's true. very good. I that's good, yeah. I mean, you think you true. Didn't, you
5: didn't go back and look and see if there was like a, a, a speaker no,
6: about that? No, I've I got, I got off the bus. I, I was will. on my way
4: down the stairs and I, I couldn't see anyone. I will maintain my policy of never getting on a POC 67. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> or, or, or if I get on one, I shall never get on. Yeah. <laughs>
1: okay, now very, very quickly, because I promised this at the beginning of the show. Now, all of us wash our hands after we use a public toilet, right? Well, absolutely. That's yeah. a promise. You can't keep it. Right? <laughs> I mean, no one's going to admit otherwise, right? No one's going to yeah. admit it. That's yeah. True. So, uh, do you all wash your hands after you use the toilet at home? Absolutely. Yeah. I didn't this morning though because we haven't got running water.
5: So, so that's me a... too. I do as well. Yes. I mean, I'm
6: just edging away from Pete now. Yeah. Really? Where's this going? Do you not? Have you been told
5: off in no. your in your uh, in your current do germ-free you? environment?
1: So so you go to the toilet and you, and you go over to the, in your home in your own give, apartment. Give them a quick rinse. Yeah. And you, yeah. you give them a quick rinse, yeah. right?
5: Yeah. a bit of, bit of liquid soap. Quickly, quick r- I'm I'm regretting
2: sharing that bag of crisps with <laughs> people here now. So is that so? Is that, <laughs> no, so I I, I washed them when I got to the
1: pub. So, so is, that, is that is that a things. bit? This is where I'm going with this is the fear of microbes here. Yeah. Um, ah. So is it is that that quick rinse? Is that a bit less than you might do if you were in a in a public toilet? No, about the same. Same. The same. Yeah. Mm, I'm not getting anything out of you guys, am I?
5: What What do you want from us?
6: Well, oh, just it, you know the truth. Do you, us,
1: do you want us to
5: justify <laughs> your lack of hygiene?
1: <laughs> I guess you know, wipe them on my jeans. You know, it's. Uh, oh,
5: yeah, well, yeah, that's that's the same as washing your hands anyway, though. Because, <laughs> yeah. As you know, jeans are <laughs> impregnated with um, antibacterial just up on their made. Or well, mine are. Yeah. It's
6: yeah. like the when you, um, if you uh, leave something in the bottom of the cupboard, then it becomes magically clean after three months. <laughs> Does or falls apart. <laughs> Yeah.
4: Or get set by moths. The funk of fifty thousand years.
6: Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so so uh,
1: so. How about how about uh, why do you guys make sure to wash all your uh, all your vegetables one, before you eat them when you oh, buy them I the Again,
6: before,
2: before I cook them normally. Yeah. I, well, uh, I quite often don't don't be I don't I don't be washing apples. <laughs> quite often I'll i eat them straight out of the supermarket. Uh-huh.
4: Basically,
1: they just been sitting there. I, somebody like me could have been touching them, Tim. Organic vegetables, as everyone everyone knows, organic
4: vegetables are good for you. And the definition of organic is hasn't been washed.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Covered in mud. yeah mm. okay well that's Mub, tasty
2: Mudd may be a little generous <laughs> this program
4: took a really really frightening turn <laughs> <laughs> well, uh,
5: now brought some fear in there so I wanted was... to
1: get uh, get a little uh, actual honest to God so, fear in the program I I think I'm going <laughs> to um, leave you with the scariest track that I've ever heard uh, I'll Take Care of You by Bobby Bland our lawlers today were Mark Sinker Peter Barron and Cat Stevens uh, our website is freakytrigger.co.uk I'm Elijah Sessions I'm Tim Hopkins
2: and that was Freaky Trigger and the Lonelands of Pop. Thanks for listening, chums.
3: I know you've been hurt by someone else I can tell by the way you carry yourself if you let me Here's what I'll
0: do I'll take care of you
3: I, I Love and love The same as you So you see i But if you let me, here's what I'll do
0: Oh, I've just got to take care
3: of you You won't ever have to worry You won't ever have to cry Out in my mind, I know what I want to do, and just as sure as one and one is two, well, you know I'll take care of you. I'll take care.